The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. Spiritual stress is a very subtle form of fear of missing out, where you always think that enlightenment is around the corner, but you don't know where the corner is. What happens to most people is that you think I'm responsible for my happiness as a person, so I'll have to work my ass off to find it somewhere. And then you try all these things to either stack happiness on your misery or just try to deny your misery by drinking a lot or using drugs or whatever we do just to get rid of the shitty ideas you have about yourself it's a wonderful chaos solo or tandem we work to find rest and fight to find peace both head and the heart what are we doing here you mean listening to this show where the more that you learn and the atheist pray? It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. We have on the show today Marnix Powells. I hope that's the correct pronunciation. It is. Marnix is one of the most underrated gurus of all time. If you have not connected to his content, it is so good. And I'm, and I'm not bullshitting. I'm not, I mean, I'm not like, I, I, I will often look at his posts only to say, what are the ideas I want to bring on our show? Yeah. Because he always touches on topics which are sensitive and he brings a lighthearted and a clear perspective. So if you aren't, uh, Reading his stuff, I strongly suggest people to read it. Actually, I really just, just it. add him on Facebook. Add him on Facebook. I've been trying to get him to monetize the content because it's so good that I think actually this is some stuff that people would pay for. He has a best-selling book called Free. Fry. Fry. It's a Dutch book. He doesn't really care about it. I'm not sure it, if but it's we're been plugging translated. It. I don't know. We'll talk to him about that as well. And he's just a sweetheart of a guy. And this will be the second time we have him on the show. We've- yeah. Uh, we just dis- realized it was a show called Doing Nothing that we've talked about a few shows ago. Yeah. The need to do, which funnily enough dovetails very well with today's topic, which is spiritual stress. Because I see what I always find quite amazing is that we will put in practices in our lives to calm ourselves but since we say it needs to be done, by doing that, we automatically add stress into our lives. And, and then I also see that if we compare ourselves to others, then there's always, we will always be in want. And so spiritually, there's often this humor, which would be, well, if I'm feeling like them, then I wouldn't feel stressed. But now I want to be like them. And now I'm feeling stressed because now I'm doing all these things and forcing myself to think that if I do all these things, I will have spiritual enlightenment or whatever the word is that we're going to use there. It ties nicely into our Monday show also. Yeah, what was Monday? Should, shouldn't. Yeah, shoulds and shouldn'ts. That was also a nice a nice one. I can actually picture Manix being stressed though, like <laughs> pulling yeah. his hair. 
Really? We doesn't have much hair, but let's say if he had much hair, then he'd be, I could see him being stressed as well, for sure. I But the thing I love about Marnix is Marnix celebrates all the emotions and doesn't try to pretend like there's this alternate state that if you can just be like me, that you'll see everything in this other light. He'll embrace things as I've experienced them in such a way, which also shows he has insight without trying to be arrogant. That's, that's how why I we brought him back. To the show. And he'll, he's open to us, as he said, whenever we need a guest to sit in. Maybe not after this show, but we'll see. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, there are like 15,000 things going through my mind right now. <laughs> uh, how the fuck do I, am, how, how, you know, how, how do I, how am I going to be the underrated guru that you, <laughs> you introduced me as? Like, and I'm also very sweet, and I'm also have a best-selling book, and I'm also like okay, yeah. well, but I love it, Andy. I love it. You know, bring it on. You know, it's. Uh, uh, did I, I love. Did, I, I, did love. I oversell you or did I undersell you? No, it was perfect. It oh. was perfect. You know, you undersold. You undersold me. Uh, but I'll be. But know, I'll be amazing, just the same. But you no. do know. You do know that your content. I mean. You 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 write around topics that everyone feels, but not a lot of people write about. The thing is, though, that I think the paradoxical thing about that is that as long as it is is just something that I don't uh, think about too much, or just it's like you know, I'm sitting down. It's like I want to feel good. Then I start to write because when I write, I feel good. It's really for me, it works really well. So in two minutes, I'm like ah. Oh, Ooh. And then I write a blog and then it's done. It's like, okay, I post it. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, I want to feel better. And then I write another blog. And then I write three or four in like 15 minutes and I post them. And it's really weird when you, when you, when you called me or you're, and, and you told me about this way to monetize it. It was like, me. Mm. It doesn't, I, I, I'd rather just, just give it away and just let it be the tiny little snippets of inspiration I have that, that they are. Yeah. I think when I start to think about it and make it into a thing. Now, of course, I will probably will change my mind about that somewhere in the future. But for now, it's like, nah, I like it this way. I like because I'm, you know, it's as, as much a pleasure for me as it is for hopefully for the yeah. people who read it. It honestly is. And I don't. I'm, it's not a, like a humble brag or whatever. I love being visited by inspiration and and, and write this thing. And, and that's why it's so perfect because mm. I feel good writing it and then I post it. And most people who read it feel good too. Yeah. Like, it seems that's like you're going to have a compilation of blogs that become a book. Yeah. Well, I did that. You know, that was my eighth book was that. It's called Liking Life. Uh, it's on it's on Amazon. And I think I published it last year or the year before. I don't know. Mm. It's in its posts that I uh, collected and put together in a little book. And um, um, yeah, that's it. So I have, there are eight books right now, which sounds really cool to say. Yeah. Like, yeah and but, but I still have one. People sometimes ask, what do you do? I think I say, well, I, I'm a coach. And then I think, oh, oh, I'm a writer too. Like it's still, <laughs> I still don't really believe it. It's yeah. really weird. So how, how many it? books will it take for me? Yeah, I have the same. I, 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 I there's a, uh, like, you're going to laugh. 
I read your post and I'll say, oh, there's a writer. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. So I'll say, yeah. oh, yeah, that's a writer, right? But, and, but any about, you know, are you, are you satisfied with the way you write? Are yeah. you like, yeah. Does it yeah, fit but, you? But, but it's different. You and I write differently. I will yeah. not write for two years because I'm not feeling it. And then it hits me like a damn lightning bolt. And then I'll write for two or three months straight. And then I won't write again for another year. So I have this very weird relationship with writing. It's more, it's a wave. It hits me or it doesn't hit me. When it hits, I'm like, let that train go. Yeah. You, you don't have the inclination to in between to write little things to, no. okay. Just pictures. Yeah. That's my pictures. That, those are my pictures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what was interesting though was uh, just to get back a little bit to how special a person you were. I'm visiting a friend of mine, and I mentioned this to you already, but uh, mm -hmm. not on the show yet. And the friend of mine looks at me with these eyes that are like I've met a famous star, and they said, <laughs> "How did you get Marnix Powell's on the show?" And I'm like, yeah. "Who?" I was like, "Who the hell's Marnix Powell's?" Like I didn't even think to the you know you oh know. he saw that he saw the event he, yeah because he is a, a deep deep appreciator of Marnix so in a, in a way it was like I got to see through this friend's eyes how much gratitude they had towards Marnix just by him saying to me how did you get Marnix on the show how yeah. did you get and I was so <laughs> yeah it was so cool that you shared that with me because I don't hear that often so <laughs> really I really liked it but what I yeah. what I do what I have noticed though is 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 because I do this free coaching every week, all these these half-hour sessions, that more often I meet people who say, yeah, I've been following you for five years and you changed my life. And I was, I'm always like, why didn't you tell me? Yeah. And I, you know, I, I would I, have I, liked I, to know that. You know, with the books, the, I'll get one, like, email or message, say, every two months that's a very personal message around what the book meant for somebody. And I'll immediately have tears in my eyes and I'll say, Ronnie, that's the reason why I wasted all that money. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then Ronnie goes, you know, and Ronnie will have some appreciation, but it's true. It's like those feedback loops, people think that if you write, then there must be some level of confidence because you've got a book, but in actuality, you're laying your heart bare and you're actually not even sure if anyone will get value of it. At least that's the way I experience it. Yeah, well, and even, I, to, to be honest, there is a huge level of confidence right now since I, I've, I've come to grip with the idea that it's not me who's doing anything anyway. Yeah. So it's really awesome. It's really very easy to be confident when you know you're the universe playing yeah. around. Still, and, and, and besides that, I love I love it when people say, I, I, you, I read your poem and I cried. Mm, Why would yeah. you be, do a, a, a response in a blasé way to that? It's awesome. It's special. It's special. You, 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 you don't know a person. They read something. They're touched. Why wouldn't that be amazing and, and something to appreciate? So yeah. I, I hope I never, ever, ever lose the appreciation for that and, and, and become like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I probably won't because um, that's one of the other realizations I had very, very recently. For for the last couple of years, when my life kind of settled down in a way that I really love it, I really like it, there always was this uh, idea, this fear of becoming arrogant. But then I realized that it's not my job to guard that. 
if I become arrogant, <laughs> I'll be slapped on the finger anyway. You know, yeah. I don't have to. I don't have to be aware of my level of arrogance or whether I be, uh, become f- too full of myself. That's not my responsibility. Yeah. And it's so cool to just be grateful for what you, you know, for what life gives you and shows you. Yeah. And just enjoy that. Like people say, I think you're a special person, Marnix. And, and I used to say, I, 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 <laughs> you're special yourself too. And now it's like, yeah, thanks. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Now that's difficult for many people, I guess, you know, yeah. to just, to just, Eat that and just yeah, and, and not give it back. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, because we are. You know, it's awesome to be Marnix, and it wasn't always like that, or maybe yeah. it was, but I didn't realize it for most of my life. And now it is. So why not appreciate it? Yeah. Why you know why why? There why was this this T-shirt I saw once that said, "My freedom or something did not come for free." <laughs> yeah. 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 What I always say is that most people love rebels, but nobody wants to be one. Yeah. Like ah, oh, too much work. Yeah. Like you know, we love going on an adventure, but we want there to be Wi-Fi. <laughs> everything, everything, everything has to be. Everything has to be comfortable and uh, and uh, yeah. like who? Yeah, I I love mm. to be vulnerable, but it's so scary. Well, that is actually the whole deal with vulnerability. Yeah, I I'd love to go back to our spiritual stress. What I took away from your article was the absurdity that we have spirituality as something to help us find a peace. And now we're stressed out by the fact that we need that to find peace. Like it is the, there's yeah. this. And, and, and I thought the, the way you articulated it was beautiful. Yeah, we're like we're always in a hurry to relax. <laughs> yeah. It's, which is pretty fucked up because it won't happen. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I was just watching this guy from the, he talks about the Sedona method. And, and I'm also always interested in these things because it's all the same, sure. but it's just called different. And, you know, and I, I've, I've come to appreciate all these different ways of talking about the same thing, like the work, you know, like Byron Katie's the work yeah. and stuff like that. And, and even the three principles, I was, I was very much into the three principles for a couple of years, um, uh, which is a very, like a small, thing actually on a global level but um it's always the same thing it's just like like uh, like buddhism and taoism they all always refer to the same thing but they just use different words or different strategies or different methods and what 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 is so funny is that we most of the time we get we become fans of the method instead of pulling through and getting out on the other side and realizing, oh, wow, this is what this was all about. And then a method becomes the new thing. So we can re- become really good at the work or become really good at, oh, I can meditate 53 hours without food. And I, okay. <laughs> but how does it, you know, how does, how does it work for you when you're in a fight with your mother-in-law? You know, so spiritual stress is the idea. It's It's, it's like a, like a like a, a very subtle form of fear of missing out, where you always think that enlightenment is around the corner, but you don't know where the corner is. It's like like okay, I be, I still feel restless, so I I prob I'm probably still not enlightened, so I have to do something 
new to feel enlightened, to become enlightened, to wake up to my true nature, stuff like that. And I am like that, you know, <laughs> I've always been like that. I'm obsessed with feeling good. Um, and I'm kind of good at it, by the way. So how, how many hours? It, a day. I yeah, can feeling good. <laughs> and a stretch. Well, yeah, sometimes a couple of days in a row, like easier. Yeah. yeah. Feeling good. I think for me, the, the, the coolest thing for me, or no, that's not true. One of the cool things in my life has been that my base level of of contentment has, has risen so dramatically. Mm. Like I was I was such a miserable person. I used to call myself an asshole, but I wasn't. I was just very scared and miserable. And I didn't, I, I, I couldn't find a way out. So it, I can't even blame myself for doing that. And now I'm my base level of being comfortable in life and being amazed by life and being happy and stuff like that is so much higher than it used to be. And but it's still, I'm still reading Nisargadatta Maharaj books, or and I still watch non-duality videos. Mm. Not because I think they can bring me more of what's already here, but just because I, I kind of like different ways of talking about the same thing. I, I find mm. that when I watch those videos, it puts me almost in that wavelength. So I, it's like a, it's like a, a, what do you call it? A high that you get off of the of being near to it. Yeah, and, but what I've also seen is that it doesn't always work. Like, you know, I've had this, I, I started to watch videos and do courses again and last year in September, and I kind of backed off of Facebook for a while. So, I, and then I had like two weeks of Eckhart Tolle. And I was, oh, Eckhart Tolle. It was like, gong, 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 gong. and after two weeks, it's like, hey, fuck you. And then it was uh, <laughs> Wayne Dyer, Wayne, Wayne Dyer for a week. And then it was Ram Dass for two weeks. And I, but I, I, I just like it. And like, Oh, now I'm a little bit in Abraham Hicks. I'm in the law of attraction because I, I, I think I'm, I finally get, get what, 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 what it, what it's about. And so I'm just interested in it. And I, mm. I, 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 I listen to it and I, and I assimilate it. And then I always know when it's enough. Mm. And then I can lovingly let it go. And, and then I step back to the next thing or, or I don't do anything at all. Uh, last year, I did a really cool course on uh, money by a guy called Ken Honda, which is a uh-huh. Japanese guy. And, and he, ha- he I think he wrote over 50 books in Japan, in Japanese about money. He's a really, really cool guy, a little chubby, long hair. And uh, his book is called Happy Money. And the course was called Happy Money too. And it was amazing. I com- it completely changed my relationship with money, which was very crappy and tight. And I was very unappreciative of money, to be honest. And that's, mm. I think that's what happens when you're afraid of money. When, you, when you're really thinking, you know, there's never enough. And all the one, you know, it's scarce and stuff like that. What we do is we make up things so we don't have to deal with it. Like, yeah, I like, don't like my new, money anyway. It's for, it's for bad people. You know, money is like, nah, don't, 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 come, don't come near to me with the money. But you never have enough, and you're always worried about it. And 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 ever since I did that course, I I deliberately changed my relationship with money. I, I started taking bank notes and kissed them, like <laughs> I love you, money. I love you, because you know money is just a thing you can use to do bad shit or I think to get high shit. from the coke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no uh. coke for me. <laughs> Oh, they say money has residual. Uh, on the, on, uh, on yeah. the notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why you're getting happy. <laughs> well, it was, yeah, I don't hardly have any, any notes, by the way. That's that's not a thing, common thing now in 2021 yeah. anymore. But, no. 
and and um, I I realized that the relationship I had with money was very um, uh, uneven and unbalanced and mm. um, um, negative, just very mm. very negative. And now I when I started to appreciate money and started to spend money, like oh money, let's let's buy shit. And then I started to buy shit, and I love the shit. And then the shit is delivered at my door, and I unbox the shit, and like ooh. And then more money is coming in. I'm like, oh, more money. Let's, let's, it just really works that way. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, um, what was your question? Oh, yeah. We were talking about spiritual, these moments you can have that you really appreciate Eckhart Tolle for a while or Adi Ashanti or Muji. Osmosis. Yeah. Yeah. I find that I, I you know, I was, um, I'm writing the next book now. And as I was writing a chapter, I, I say I hate that I'm going to write the chapter I'm now writing because it's just another tool and you need another tool like a hole in a head. <laughs> you know, so I'm seeing myself writing, <laughs> diminishing what's coming after it because I'm doing it to give form and structure. But as you've already stated, yeah. form and structure is becoming the next limitation that they're going to face because if they believe what I say, they won't understand the higher level understanding that created that that structure. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like 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 a necessary curse, but it's fine, you know. It's it's ridiculous to, like, like you know, the whole concept of a non-dualist teacher is nonsense because you know, a teacher says there's also a pupil, which is make, means diversion, which means two things, which is non non not non-dual in the first place. It's dual dualistic and yeah. So, but it doesn't matter. It's just all the all these spiritual philosophies. They are always about negating because you can't you can't directly talk about the true nature, even though I do it all day long, of human beings. They, they, you ha for most people, it works better if you take away all the stuff you are not. That's how most of the spiritual philosophies are. I like you're not this, you're not your name, you're not your body, you're not your thinking, you're not yeah. your past. So you're, you're, you're talking about the non-identification with things. Yeah, well, and even the chipping away of all the concepts you have or the things you think you are, like you have the ego and you have your, your bank account and you are your whatever, your diplomas, you are your career, but you can take all these things away and you still exist. And that's what many spiritual philosophies come down to is that they take away the stuff that you are not so that you're left with the only thing that is left, which is consciousness itself. Yeah. But just just imagine that you're some, sitting opposite a person and say, no, you're just consciousness yourself. For most <laughs> people's like, what? <laughs> Hippie? Yeah. 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 I mean, on the other, on the other hand, I, 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 have, I try not I, to deliver that message on this show for the very reason of like yesterday's show that I talked about with Bombos. Because when we were struggling well, in that moment, yeah. the and I wasn't going to teach, I was going to be present with the firm wall that said, you are not the things you say you're not. Okay. Uh, yeah, now you lost me. I'm still so, complicated so already. All I know is that I identify as what I am or what I'm not, and they're both identification and one one way or the other. And so, um, and they, I think I've seen in my so life. Heady so quickly, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, once you've identified, you already are in my mind. You're already stuck to have to defend something, and there's nothing to defend because when you just allow yourself to accept everything, everything just is perfect in that moment. That's the happy space that you're, you said at some point, Andy, I, I, I discovered I was the universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then the question that comes up for me is what had to happen for you to discover that I was the universe? 
Well, I think what, what happens to most people is that you think I'm responsible for my happiness as a person, as a Marnik. So I'll have to work my ass off to find it somewhere. Yeah. And then you try all these things and you do all these things and you do all these things to to either stack happiness on your misery or just try to deny your misery by drinking a lot or using drugs or whatever we do just to get rid of the shitty ideas you have about yourself. And if you're lucky, like I was, you know, you're so, you, you get so fucked up that in the end he's like, I don't know, just uh, show me. I, you know, I, I, sorry, (laughs) you know, I was wrong. I tried and I have no clue. Please, are you still there? I don't know. I, I think I literally did that. Like I would talk to my ceiling and and said, "Show me the way." And my ceiling didn't uh, didn't, talk yeah, didn't answer. Yeah, not really. Or, or it were my my the 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 neighbors you know who live on top of me, but above me. But but if I said to you, just follow me, Marnix, you're full of shit. Mm-hmm. That's your you answer. Know, well, yeah. Yes and no. Yes and no. Well, who is Marnix? And hey, what's, okay. what's, what, what, shit, what kind of shit are you talking about? A hundred percent. That's the that's the point. Yeah. So <laughs> my point is that is that. And how did how long or what did what had to transpire? Do you remember a moment when that happened that you said, "Oh, I see that I am the like what 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 was a critical moment where that happened for you?" Well, I had a few of those, and they were different, but they are all in a way. A, a, a translation of this uh, realization and and one of those was that i was um had been uh, studying non-duality for one and a half year like ferociously like mm. like up, with an up, a deep obsession and the guy who who was my coach back then he gave up he said, like, you know, after one and a half years, I was, my emails became longer and longer and his answers became shorter and shorter. Like, I don't know. He said, maybe you'd better talk to a psychiatrist again. <laughs> <laughs> that was very honest. And then, and then one and a half week later, I was sitting exactly where I am sitting right now. And um, I had just watched a video by an American called Paul Hederman. And, you know, don't look it up because that's, it's not about Paul Hederman. It's not about Muji either or Adia Shanti or whatever. Don't or do or Eckhart Tolle or look him up, whatever. I don't care. But I saw his video and 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 he was talking about selfing. Like we are constantly selfing is going on. There's no self. Selfing is like a thing that's happening, like an activity. I was sitting there like, hmm, yeah. And I I shut down the video and then I realized. I I all of a sudden I realized, I've been looking for something, that to save me with the thing that I'm looking for. I, was, I, I realized that I was the universe looking through my eyes, trying to find itself. And I real, I, I, it was 100% clear for me. And I was sitting like, hmm, okay. It was like, I, I call it the most beautiful disappointment of my life. It was a very sheepishly, it was, but it changed everything. It was like, okay, well, hmm, now, hmm, oh, that's interesting. So I, I already am that. Now, of course, you have all these all these habits of thinking and all these things going on. And it, of course it all came back, but it kind of, it never really for 100% didn't, no, not anymore. And then afterwards, a couple of months later, I was standing before my, uh, the room overlooking the overtone, the street where I live. And I, and I just watched and I saw the other side of the street and there was a, a house and the sun was shining. 
I think it was uh, like somewhere in the end of September and, and the sun was shining on the, on the house and there was a guy with a dog and there was a, a guy on a bicycle approaching from the other side. And all of a sudden I had this profound realization that everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be. Wow. And I felt one with everything. Like, it was like, like the world is one big Swiss army, uh, a watch thing. Mm-hmm. Like everything is amazing. And I saw that, ooh, this guy with the dog, perfect divine timing. Oh, there's the guy with the bicycle. Oh, there's a bird. It's like this is exactly. Now, when I tell this to somebody, he says, yeah, well, probably makes sense. But I feel shitty anyway. For me, I felt like this was true. And that's the difference between trying to understand it and experiencing it straight away. And so it was like, and I think it lasts for three seconds and it left me high for the rest of the night. I had a a party afterwards and I was, I was uh, (laughs) like, Hey, and then afterwards I tried to get it back. Like I was standing at the same place at night, like, okay. (laughs) Is, is there a Sounds guy with stressful. a dog approaching? <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah. That's actually a really cool video by uh, uh, with um, uh, Jim Carrey who talks about this. You know, he had a, a profound uh, enlightenment experience a couple of years ago, and you can watch videos where he was on the red carpet, yeah. really fucked up, like you don't exist. You're asking me questions with who are you? Without like this, this journalist. Like, yeah, yeah, I love that video. I love that video. Many of those. He got so criticized for that by people who were like, why is he being such a jerk? And that's what they were saying to his responses. Yeah. Well, he was, he was in love with the perfection of everything. But the thing is, we're not used to that because we have so many things that we are sure that are, that are not correct or that are imperfect. So, and he was, that's, that's why. That, that's what they say, you know, you, 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 before enlightenment, you, 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 you chop wood and you get water. And then after enlightenment, you chop wood and get water. Life just, it, it goes on in, in, in a specific way. There is still the, the whole idea of people and trees and tax you have to pay and stuff like that. But if you're lucky and you're kissed by the universe for a moment, you just take it less seriously, hmm. which is, is so... It, it doesn't sound like like it's a big win, but it is. <laughs> it yeah. is, you know. If, if you're, if you're like, okay, well, what, the way I where I talk about this is is I use this analogy. So let's say that you go to the cinema, you watch a movie, and let's say there were just two modes of experiencing a a, a, a movie. Mode one is where everything you see on the screen is real, like. You believe everything. Now, that would be impractical because in scene one, when the house is on fire, you run out of the cinema like, ah. Mm. So that wouldn't really be very helpful. And then let's suppose that the other mode to to watch videos would be that you don't believe anything. Like you watch it and say, yeah, 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 this is Tom Cruise. And he's an actor. And this is just made up. And he is standing on a wooden box because he's very small. And these are special (laughs) effects. Probably you would people would kick you out of the of the cinema now what 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 makes me, movies so much fun is that we are somewhere in the middle when we experience them we know we're safe we know we're sitting in in the cinema but we just identify just enough to be mm. in the movie and 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 that's how i live most of my life you know it's like yeah. okay this is real so instead of 
numbing me out, like, oh, it doesn't mean anything anyway. It's like you, you, you get to experience it, it deeper, but with less attachment. Like, that's a perfect combination. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm sad. <laughs> Yesterday I watched The Bridge Over Therabithia. It was like a, like a children's movie. I didn't know it, so I watched it. And then this really cool 12-year-old girl who was very important in the movie, she dies. I didn't know, know that. And I was so sad. And I love the sadness that we can experience. I love that. I love it's all there for us to to um, to to experience and to let go, just like children can do that. Like, and that's the cool thing that we can grow up, become really narrow-minded, and then we become really frustrated by our narrow-mindedness and by the intellect. And if we're if we're lucky enough, something happens, or we, we have so much pain that we come across new ways of looking at life, and then we return to the ch- child childlike state again. Yeah. I feel like that most of the time, with the added bonus of having a driver's license and a and a credit card. Yeah. So finding back this this freshness of life you know and it's so difficult to talk about at least because it's difficult to give a sense of what it feels like so the Mm. only way i can do that is to be that right you you must have you see that andy if you coach people it's not like you have you're having a a theoretical monologue you have to express the energy you talk about right yeah I hardly ever talk about spirituality in business because people just don't like it. And I simply don't agree because spirituality is, is what you make of it. If, if, if I love it when people say to me, I, I'd like to talk to you as a coach or maybe you want to coach me, but I don't like woo-woo. I'm like, oh, you don't? How uh, yeah. do you like feeling really good? And then they say, well, I like that. I say, well, spirituality is feeling really good. so are you now are you interested in spirituality yeah of course so everybody wants to feel good everybody in the whole world wants to feel good that's what we all want we think we want the career but what we want is that we hope that the career will give us the good feeling or whatever we want and it's always the same so why don't we start with the good feeling and then see what comes from there I think that's a that's the good order because it, it's it's way quicker too. <laughs> um, I I'm playing with the word feeling good uh, because everyone will project onto what it means for feeling good. Mm. For example, if I have tension in my body and I do like half an hour of breath work, I feel spacious. Um, for Andy, it might be I'm going to walk for an hour. Mm-hmm. And then he feels grounded, and he feels. Mm-hmm. So, what does feeling good? How do you define it, or how do you experience it in your life? As, as well, a, maybe it's 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 peace of mind. It's feel feeling expanded, expansive, like in a, in a, in a, in a, like an overwhelming, consci- an overwhelmingly conscious way. Of course, we have the bodily sensation of having taken a hot bath or being massaged, which is also good. That's obviously not what i refer to what i refer to is like a sense of trusting life just enough to drop everything like ah i think we all yearn for that but we have all these 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 different levels of that so uh, you know it's you can feel good when you have a, a beer and a conversation with the person which is also cool 
and what I refer to is more of a fundamental realization of 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 the thing that is always with you, and we overlook all the time. Now, I think most people wouldn't call it that way, but I know that when they feel it, they know that that's what they wanted, because I've seen that happen to people again and again and again and again. Like they feel, ah, oh, how do you feel? Yeah, really good. So where are you? So how, tell when, me about your problems. What? When when you shared earlier, um, I just let go of everything. It feels like m- most people live life really ho- riding like ten horses, and they're going in different directions, and they're trying to manage all that. So when you made that analogy, I was like, oh yeah, letting go of the reins. And you know, one of the biggest problems for most people, I guess, is that we don't allow ourselves to feel good when we feel good mm-hmm. it's like oh i feel good i've been guilty of that something something bad is bound to happen around the corner <laughs> right yeah and and then and, and and then it's like well i don't want to be disappointed so let's just fuck it up myself and at least i did it you know i was the one who who, who created the, the shitty feeling mm. I, it took me years to be honest it took me years to to, to enjoy feeling good and to ooh, to wear it like a coat and like, ah, it's like a skill. But for most people, it's like either they don't deserve it or they, they're so afraid of the contrast of the future where, when it will be over that they just don't allow it now. It's like, okay, well, what good is it anyway to feel good? You know, how long will it last anyway? Let's just... I've seen it with so many people over the last few months that it's, it's, it turns out to be a, a theme. So maybe it's a Calvinistic thing. I don't know. We, 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 we're, not, we're not worthy of feeling good. But we're just managing. It's like there is a, like a maximum amount of feeling goodness each month. Like, yeah. oh, it's the seventh of the month. I, I almost used everything up. You know, there's not much left anymore. And not realizing yeah. that you... You can eat it all day long, and it will be more all the time. You can't finish it. It's like sometimes it feels like that. that let's not get it carried away. Let's yeah. not just feel too good. <laughs> I'm married to it, Marnix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To, to what? To the to good that. feeling. She she doesn't allow anything to be felt that good because she says, we're going to jinx it. If we actually feel good about it, then we're going to jinx it. You know? Why? You know what, in, in Marnix, what universe? Don't, I don't okay. try to explain. She doesn't come to me for coaching, and I don't offer it. <laughs> no. Okay, no, but it doesn't make sense. It's too made up. This it's like I know a, a bookkeeper that's is keeping score. Like I'm married to it. <laughs> I, I know, Marnix. I I I wonder to myself. Wow, can't you like? I give you an example of a funny thing that just happened. Like, um, I'm thinking, wow, it you know, there's the lockdown. I want to maybe maybe it'd be great to get a Tesla. And to do something extravagant. I've never done this in my whole life. I'm just going to get an extravagance in my life. And, um, and, then, and then I'm like, wow, I can look for it, find it, decide the car. I could enjoy that whole process and not buy it. And I'll probably mm-hmm. even be happier because I don't have the burden of the maintenance, the storage, the yearly ape car. You know, I, I'm just, I'm, a, and now I got all the joy of it without ever even having to buy the damn thing. And, uh, and she'll be like, hey, you know, 
am, should I get excited about this? Because if I get excited about it and then it doesn't happen, I'm not going to be excited. So I'm not going to be excited about this. Even the the journey, you know, that's the... Didn't she buy you a... a yeah, yeah. For my birthday, I refused for her to buy me a real Tesla. So she bought me a model Tesla that was sort of like, you know, this. And I said, thank you. That 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 gave me great joy, of course. But, uh, yeah. you know, I I, I... I was wondering about that. Yeah, that was her way of saying I well, wanted you, you to... Touch, you touch upon something that is very real, of course, is that no no car in the world can give us a feeling anyway. Yeah. So if we, most people don't realize that if they're capable of feeling good, they're capable of feeling good. It's like, it's like a super quality we, we don't appreciate. Yeah. Like, well, I feel good because of this woman. No, because probably in, th- in three months you'll hate her. So what, and nothing has changed about the woman. What has changed is your story. So mm-hmm. when we start to realize, oh, well, Oh wait! I have the capacity to feel good. I just simply don't know how to do it, how to tap into it. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, it's like I I know how to sneeze. Like I know how to sneeze, but I can never sneeze in a basement. It's like no, you can either sneeze or you can't. You can you can do it anywhere, and and if we have the the chemical, biological, physiological um, capacity to feel good, why why? Shouldn't we be able to feel good all the time? It's like, no. yeah, well, if you f- if you feel good all the time, well, then uh, how about the highs and the lows? Well, if you feel good all the time, the thing is, you feel good all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not bothered about the highs and the lows. Well, I've often seen that the highs and the lows are experienced in a way, like my mom died and I was emotionally shut down and it was a painful experience, but it was triple the pain because I couldn't be with the emotion at that moment. Fast mm-hmm. forward years later, when I'm more evolved and at least my ability to be present with my pain, and my dad dies, an, an incredibly painful emotional experience. But the beauty of, I remember standing up and giving this speech um, to, to, you know, at, at the funeral. And I remember like, I said, I'm just going to let myself, I feel it now. I'm going to let myself feel everything, you know, and uh, and say everything as it comes up, even if it might be inappropriate. Like my dad was a real asshole, you know, like, you know, and, and just and just like love it. And and even now I can feel the emotion. And it's that moment that one would say is a low, but actually it's one of the most beautiful moments that I can I can remember in my life. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. I always call them yeah. like cinematic moments. They're like life becomes like these cinematic moments where you say, wow, that's the thing on the screen that I feel like, wow, that's exactly how I feel myself is that one on the screen. Yeah. Well, the thing is, my mom died last year and I, I didn't hear about it until three months later. Uh, so that was my relationship with my mom. So I, what I just want to say is that it, it's not it's we all have our own relationship with these things yeah. this is why i i don't assume you know if i talk to a person he said well my 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 whatever my relationship just ended what i used to say was oh no oh this is and now i ask well how, how do you feel about that <laughs> because sometimes people say oh it's amazing i feel liberated <laughs> what do i know right i um, almost always say congratulations <laughs> yeah yeah but the thing is, Andy, have you seen that? If you, if this, if the stuff you you convey to people, if you, if you're 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 in a conversation, and if you 
if you are in this place of not too much ego and and it's like everything you say is 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 taken at value even if you say harsh things like you probably like yes like yesterday it, it because it's felt like it's it's like a some sort of tough love even like like yeah this is this is profound but i this is helpful for you like i'm not condemning you i'm not you know this is not because i feel better than you but i i guess you need this right now and it's like people feel this the difference between an asshole and somebody who's just a little bit harsh or direct let's call it that yeah. way because oh, i got it. It, it, it how much of the, it is an egoic expression and how much of it is a uh, emotional expression, which doesn't seem to just be that person being reactive, that person fighting something or, you know, you feel, I, I often laugh because, you know, I, you know, I, when I'm doing my work, they bring me into businesses because I say the thing everyone's thinking, but no one dares to say. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I can and and get I can, away with it and I can get away with it because yeah. I have no issue with what I'm going to say. It's a, it's yeah. obvious. So why aren't we just embracing it? And so I would say that's space holding, which is what, what I would say two people, I was even talking to it with Bambos earlier today. I said, we, he and I might say the same sentence on air, but the way I'll deliver the sentence will have what might be appearing to be less of an, anything attached to it. So there's less people can judge it or they'll be more forgiving of it, you know? But isn't it amazing how this is such a good example of how it's not really in the words. No. But in the delivery, of course, it's also in how you've, what you have learned about what the word means. You know, if you, if you grow up in a family where everybody's constantly calling each other names, like, hey, asshole, come on. It's like, you don't, you don't really care about those words. If you're not, you're in, in, a, in, a, in a, like an Orthodox Christian family, the word asshole would probably, you know, would freak everybody out. It would. But here's another thing where you, when it's, when it's stripped of judgment and mm. it's just delivered in a, in a direct way, it's got like people... Appreciate that. They feel it. They feel the difference. They feel you're not you're not doing it because you feel better. I don't even know why you, why we do do that stuff. I do it all the time, by the way. Simply oh, because I, just, it, I know I, just I, I, I can. Do. I just see there's no reason not to. That would be the reason. If you ask, well, there's no reason to. I'd say there's no reason not to. Would be my reasoning. Yeah, and it's not even a thing. Sometimes I people they come to me and they say, "Oh, you seems like you seem like a guy who, who's able to kick my ass." And then I say, well, yeah, I, I do that when I think it's 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 ne- necessary. But I wouldn't consider myself the ass-kicking coach because then it becomes a thing. And then I start for asses to, looking for asses to kick. Yeah. I don't care about that. I want to. I want people to to wake up to to the things they have fallen asleep to. And I don't really care about how to get there. Yeah. And I don't have to care because it's not my responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. You know, I remembered when uh, when I left, I was in a business in, um, in in Austria and I left and sold everything I owned and lived in the attic space. And you mentioned earlier that there's a spaciousness that you give yourself, which uh, from an outside perspective, no one can quite understand. You can be totally happy, but no one will understand the happiness because I just gave up all my th- belongings and my car and a job. And now I'm living in some cheap ass 
place with no electricity or water and I'm feeling or toilet, or toilet and I was happy. Mm-hmm. Just happy like like happy, like childhood happiness. Not the happiness that you get when, you know, you go to Disneyland for the day, but that happiness like I forgot that there was joy. And and that and that that was the start. I mean, it it, it fades, of course, because things normalize again. But it was really interesting because as you were talking, I was laughing, thinking, isn't it fascinating how like even like I don't find pity for people on the street, like a lot of people on the street. I say, God, that person seems a lot happier than the businessman that I saw just coming home from a long day at work. Like, how do you get in your yeah? How do you get in your mind that that's happier than this? I don't I don't I don't equate those right. So. The proof of this is everywhere. You know, we know all the rock stars who killed themselves, and we know all the people in the slums who are pretty happy or pretty. That's the thing. We know it's it's everywhere. The proof is everywhere. We just don't see it. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, they they they're fuck ups. Just give me the money. Like I'll I'll uh, now. The, the the cool thing is that everything we see in the world outside of uh, which it doesn't really exist, of course, because there is no really not really a world outside of us, but. Well, the most important world is the world inside of us. But everything we see, we can turn into a new thing. So what you're saying, like, I was living in an attic and I had nothing. Now people can listen and, and think, like, this is what happens. Oh, minimalism. That's the thing. Now I have to get rid of <laughs> nice. I love it. Yeah. Wouldn't have even thought of no. that, by the way. Uh, That's what we do. He yeah. looks really happy. Let's see what 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 kind of earplugs do you use? Well, oh, yeah. how, how what time do you get up in the morning? Do you jerk off in the in the evening? What do you do that makes you so happy? So that's what we do. We try to reverse engineer everything. Yeah. While everything I do comes from happiness instead of the other way around. Yeah. And that's what and that's what I try to do when I coach people. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you want this. I know you want that. I don't want to, and I want to get rid of your social anxiety. I know you want to get laid. I know this and that. But I know that you want that because you hope that it will give you a good feeling, that it will make you that you can bring you joy. Let's start with the joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do that first. And most books are the other way around. Like we interviewed like 20 people who are very happy, and this yeah. is what they all do. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. You know, the reverse. They get up at five in the morning. Yeah, I was so fucking what? I sleep. I do my best sleeping at five in the morning. Yeah. So, Marnix, it feels like like we're on, uh, we're not actually doing any sort of show. We're just with you for the moment. So, love you, Marnix. Nice one. Thanks. uh, Thanks, talking. Uh, Nice talking to you. Bye bye. Thank you. I, I thought we were going to talk about stress in spirituality. Yeah, well, I mean, with Marnix, you know, he is. He'll take us any direction he wants to go, right? You, you're along for the ride when you bring him on. You're just—he's—he's not going to—he's um, not going to be guided by any of our questions. That's for sure. So we thank you for joining with us. Is there anything anything coming up, or you'd like to share before we sign off? No. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We'll be doing. This and so much more on... Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful kids. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it that way.